I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yotis B, welcome to the Sportive. I believe all four of us are here, but let's give it a shot and make sure. John, do I have you? You have me. Okay. Two for two. Stu. What up, B? Yes, yes, and here we go. Clarence Swamptown, please confirm you're here. I am back, motherfuckers, and you are all in a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hanging up. I'll see you guys later. That'll wrap it up. This has been episode 231 of The Sportive. Thanks for listening. Uh, Do do you have it? Let's let's start out this week... We don't usually do announcements, but I do want to say congratulations to longtime loyal listener Josh Fiedler on the birth of his first child. And I want to say that because he's into the first week of his child's life, and he might be listening to this podcast this week. If he's anything like me, there's going to be long stretches where like your child is just sleeping on you, and you can't move, and you have nothing else to do but try to listen to the podcast. So, Josh, we're pulling for you. <laughs> yeah, there's only two emotions of a nude father's life, probably mother too, but it's either stress or boredom. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's way more boredom than you think when you mm-hmm. when you have a newborn. Mm-hmm. They're sleeping a lot. Yeah. You can't go yeah, anywhere. I, I was unfortunate. I since, as mentioned in previous episodes, I'm very, very old and near death. Mm-hmm. Podcasts yes. weren't really a thing when my kids were really, really young, so I just, you know whatever was on TV at the time. So it was like Sports Center or Wings. And I really got into Wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I've got hard opinions on Big Roy Biggins and what he brought to the Wings Ensemble <laughs> entirely because of Celia <laughs> when she was teething. So um, I wish I would have had podcasts. I know a lot more about Mark Marin than I already do. But um, yeah, congrats right. to Josh and Liz and Young Vidalia, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this one's for you guys. So let's talk about some sports, Brandon. Yeah, let's get into this, the sports. Before I get started, Clarence, did you have a list of grievances you wanted to air? Certainly do. At the top of the hour here that you want to knock off your list, or do you want to go sport by sport and you can just sort of pepper No, it's not sport by sport. It's, it's, it, it covers sports. It covers Christmas. It covers mm-hmm. food, um, entertainment, uh, dad life. The list is long and distinguished. All right. So I think we'll just set it aside. Let's let the podcast happen organically. And if any of the grievances uh, on the list come up at that time, we'll address them at that time. 
All right, so let's just keep our... Otherwise, other, that's all it would three. be. We could just sit here for 17 hours and go <laughs> grievance by grievance. We can do that, but I yeah, don't think that's yeah. what you want. It'll be like a Chinese Communist Party re-education <laughs> session where we just get yelled at. All of us just sit here while we get yelled at for three hours. Well, this opens up the door to complain about our communism. Clarence, do you have a problem with me and John and Stu being communists? Uh, certainly. I always have. <laughs> and yet here I am. <laughs> it's old hat to us now. Mm-hmm. We're some of the best communists. Well, let's uh, let's start with things that are a little bit better than communism, and that would be the Minnesota Vikings. Always like to kick off the sports chat with uh, with the Vikes. Uh, Clarence, do you have any hot takes about the, about the squad? How you feeling? Good? Okay. So every season of uh, the Vikings, for as long as I can remember, I've thought to myself, I wonder how the Vikings are going to butt fuck me this year. Like how will that was legitimately my first question. <laughs> break <Right>. my heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you yep. said you think you know is it going to be? So it's been Darren Nelson missing a screen pass. It's been um, you know uh, Anderson missing the the kick. It's been twelve men in a huddle. Um, the entire era of Christian Ponder. It's been many different things. You don't know when the season starts. What it's going to be, right? So that's the magic of it. That's kind of like the magic and mystery. Oh, how is it going to happen this season? The intrigue, if you will. Intrigue, yeah. Oh, that's a good word for it. I like that. This year, I admittedly, and I think you guys have touched on this on the podcast a little bit. Uh, I'll it, admittedly um, just don't care about the Vikings as much, or the NFL in general, as much as I have in the past. Just don't. Uh, yeah, it's. I'll sit and watch if I can, but I, for most games, I haven't been around to watch. Um, but when I have, I don't. I just don't care as much. So I thought to myself, they can't. They can't hurt me. The, I, how are they going to break my heart this year when I don't care as much? And then that break a heart that's not beating. When it occurred to me that that's how they'll do it. That this is the year they're going to win the Super Bowl. The year that I don't care <laughs> is the year that that's when they're going to win. And I'm just going to sit and stare at it like, that's that's impressive. I mean, that's remarkable in, in a it's way. It's amazing. The timing. That I didn't even see how it they coming. Can, like, how, yeah. you can't hurt me now. No, that's when you win it all. And, and the problem is you're you're going to be, you know, you have family around you mm-hmm. and, and they care about football and you're going to have to be going to these these parties, right, sure. for the game. Well, you got to go watch the playoffs Some, game, Yeah, it'll, something you know, will you, you got to go do something and people are going to be revved up and they're going to expect you to also be revved up. So you've got, you got two options here and both are terrible. One, you can be yourself and not really give a shit That's and just me. sit on the couch like a bump on a log and yep. they're going to be annoyed with you. Mm-hmm. Like, have some fucking fun, mm-hmm. nope. loser. That's one option. Yep. Or you can play into their demands nope. and rah-rah, and then you're just a fraud. You're just the biggest fraud on the sure. planet because you actually don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lose-lose scenario. If they if they keep winning, you you and I keep losing. It's... It's motherfuckers. Isn't that... I never it, thought of it that I way. know it. Isn't that incredible? That's how they did it to me. And I didn't yeah. even seek. I thought, this is the year they can't hurt me. No, this is... 
that's how they're doing it. Yeah, they are ru- running roughshod over over you this year. And they're really good. <laughs> it's <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It's remarkable. Even when they're bad, even when they lose, they're pretty good. Like it's incredible. It's apparently been extremely exciting for people that care. Jealous. Yeah, I need to uh, butt in here and point out that I had the same conversation that you're having with Clarence. I had the same conversation, exact same, to like the swear words with my dad <laughs> about <laughs> the time at which the Vikings would <laughs> screw everyone over. And um, yeah, his uh, pick is the first playoff game at home. That's when he thinks the bottom's going to drop out. Is that when he thinks it? Yeah. Um, he thinks, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty confident they're going to go 3-0 and to finish out the season, and then something bad will happen, like Seattle will come in and Russell Wilson will play out of his mind, and Blair Walsh will well, let me ask you this. game-winning field goal. Stu, oh, you just put Blair your finger Walsh. on it. Uh, who, uh, so the season happens, and records are what they are. And let's say the Vikings are 14-2. and Let's say that happens. Or what's 13-3. Uh, and three. What, Very good yeah, record. Yep. And uh, New Orleans comes in and just barely makes it the playoffs or Seattle or who it, it is an NFL playoff game. Who are you going to trust? I, sh- set the records aside for a second. Russell Wilson or Case Keenum? Drew Brees or Case Keenum? <laughs> I don't I don't know that yes. that's a difficult conversation. I, I think I know. It's I don't care where it's the game's just, played. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah. I, I do want to see the Lions Vegas sets for those games. I really want to see what they And, and, and you know, it's not I, just case. Like, maybe I'm anti-Vikings right now, so I'm going to. So let's even go beyond that. Who Are you going to bet on Jared Goff or Drew Brees in a playoff game? Nick Foles Nick versus Aaron Rodgers. or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we've seen this movie before. Yeah. We know how it ends probably 80% of the time. But the prop, I mean, if they lose, at least us non-emotional folks will have that. This would be totally fucking us over if they win it all. I, now, I'm, now I'm immediately obsessed with that being the thing. God damn it. And I've been there. I'll just, tell you, I've even been there a little bit with this NDSU run that they went on. That I had to go to the parties and watch the game and do. Mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. And I just don't. They don't do anything for me. I went there, graduated from there. There are tens of thousands of people in North Dakota who have who have never went to NDSU that are mega fans, super fans. <laughs> Drive to every yeah. game, caravan. Sleep overnight in the parking lot. Do the. I I lived a nine iron from the Fargo Dome. Went to the NDSU. Don't care at all. And had to. Sit. Is this temporary or is this about football? I mean, is there any sport hmm. at all that would get you jazzed right now? Any championship or? Yeah, I mean, the tough part is I I love the NHL. But I'm not as in love with the Wild as I am, as I was the North Stars. We've had that conversation before. Sure, of course. You're, uh, yeah, your second wife. 
Just no, it was, it's the stepdad versus the real dad. Oh, that's your stepdad. Yeah, so the North Stars were my real dad. They were murdered by a guy, uh, slick-haired, gray-haired guy from Calgary, um, who then took my mom to um, Dallas. Yep. And now I've got this foster dad who's great. He's great. The wild. You're excited, boisterous. He's got all these kind of slogans and, you know, slick marketing. Built kind of a slick. beautiful house. He built a beautiful house. Beautiful. Pool table in the basement. <laughs> it's so cool. Anything, anything you want. Yeah. Four-wheeler. Yep. Uh, call me Rick. You, you call me Rick. Call me Dad. Whatever you want. I, I'm here for you, Tyke. Yep. You want some and beers, just, buddy? Yeah, you're only 19. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. Cool stepdad. And he's kind of yeah, like I got your nose honk honk. You know, this funny guy. Just kind of corny, a little bit corny, but good. Bit, he means yeah, good as heart's in the right place. Clarence, I have an I have an honest question for you. If the wild was to drop the stupid wild nickname mm -hmm. and was to adopt the North Stars nickname and the North Stars colors would it actually change that for you I was thinking about this the other day and honestly I think for some reason that would be enough for me I don't think I think you're right and I don't think it's for some I think that that would be enough because at the end of the day that's all you're cheering for is names and colors and yep. these guys aren't I guess that's true. Yeah, that's all you're cheering for. They're not This is professional sports, right? That's not college, well, it's not high school. There's still like um, right. like Baltimore fans, Baltimore football fans who still don't love the even though the Ravens sure. have two Super Bowls now. Mm -hmm. Um they they're not the Colts. That's their team. Yeah. I mean, it's all grandpas, right. it's all people barely older than us. Um, just you know, bemoaning that they were stolen from them. Johnny the Unitas, and yeah, they got the buzz yeah, cut. Yeah, Burt Jones. That's their history, and mm -hmm. it's just not the same. And it, they've won multiple Super Bowls, and it doesn't change that for them. Different. And I mean, yeah. obviously, the North Stars don't have the history of the Colts, but it's a history. I, they have a history with it, me it, as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what yeah, it means it something, me, yeah. and that's what you grew up with, and that mm -hmm. means something. Mm -hmm. And they got stolen, and then they tore the stadium down. And built an IKEA on it. It's <laughs> so just, been, we've talked about just, that. If they change back yeah. to the North Stars and it, colors in the jersey, yeah, it probably that would get me excited again. Would we have to rebuild the Met Center for you to get all in? No, tear it down. No, I like the extra. I mean, if the end. Twins went on no, a run and they had a fun team, I'd, I'd be all in on that. That'd be fun as hell. Twins, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. that'd be great. If Golfers, you get so committed in a baseball season, you know. I mean, it's yeah. so long; it becomes part of your life. That's true. Yep. And Golfers football or Golfers basketball or Golfers hockey, I, yeah, I'd I'd be all in too. Yeah, but the NFL, so I don't know. So it's basically every team except the Vikings. I think it's really yeah, just the Vikings. I think it's really just the <laughs> yeah. NFL. Yeah. That's interesting. I agree with you, but I wasn't sure if maybe it was just an all-sports thing for you. But, yeah, if there's some reason the Vikings is the one thing where it's like, okay, I'll try. I will go to the football party. Uh, but that might be the end of it for me. Yep. I just want to put my hand up right now and say that I'd love it if the Vikings won the Super Bowl, even though it would kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Of course. You still won. Yeah. That's a good way to go. That, that like you weeks. guys are talking about football parties, if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl... I'm not coming to your Super Bowl party. I'm not coming over to your house. I'm going directly to the nearest emergency room and watching the game there. Because when I have a heart attack, and I will have a heart attack, 
<laughs> when I do, I want to be close to medical care. They save yes. lives. They save lives there, and I'm preemptively going to save my own. I would love to see like the security footage of you walking in and signing into <laughs> urgent care. Like, what's your issue? Nothing right now. I just nothing right now. Just want to put my name in. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yep, like, Sign me up for a heart attack in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> just have a bed ready for me. I'm totally fine right now. FYI, are you, ex- are you experiencing chest pains? Nope. <laughs> I will proactively. Wait. I'm I'm planning on it. Oh boy. Yeah, that yeah, that's the whole thing. Is they're not none of whatever happens in their if it's their elimination game or God help us, they win everything. They're not going to get blown out. It's going to be their games have been relatively close all year, at least mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Even the games that they've won going away. Mm-hmm. They're pretty methodical about how they play, and that's their style. And it's just not going to be like 90, 98 when they're just putting up 50 points a game until they're not. Um, these games are going to be like, you no. know, 20 to 17. They're going to be 27 20. They're not. Let's say they're even up. So John, so, John is. Let's say they're up by 17 at, with 10 minutes left in the Super Bowl. But it's Tom Brady against them. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to feel. John will be dead. You are not going to feel if, any sense of confidence. If anything, if you'll feel were, even more dread than when the game if started. If they were up 17 in the Super Bowl against Bork Bladels, I would be <laughs> blind panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they yeah. were up 17 with four minutes left and they had the ball. And they were going against Bork Bladels. I would be in a blind panic. Somehow Bork Bladels is going to ruin this for us. And, you know, there's a better than zero chance of that actually happening. That scenario that's, is weirdly thing is that unlikely, it, but it's for sure in the realm of possibility. that's not the craziest thing I've said. Brandon, we picked – I don't know if – that's how much the NFL's kind of been off our radar a little bit is that we picked the Jaguars as our team. You know, we pick a team. That's, yep, that's our yep. team, and we never even talked about it again. And they're, like, oh, doing shit. it. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> yeah. We don't even, they might get a talking. buy. They're that yeah. good. They might get a buy. Yeah, and we just don't even talk about it. Like how remarkable it is that we picked them and they're good because not just out of the blue. We had reasons for it. Sure. And then we never discussed it again. Not because it didn't happen. We hoped nobody would would remember that we did so. This is something we could be like trumpeting. We just don't. We just don't. Yeah. Just like oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems so unlikely that a team like that would be good, and yet for some reason, there's some sort of weird like uh, forgetfulness that happens from football fans is that we have been complaining about, you know, there's no teams that are good anymore for you know, and back in the day that used to be different. We've been saying that exact same thing since I was a child mm-hmm. for 30 straight years. Mm-hmm. We've been had mm-hmm. complaining the exact same way, and the funny thing. Similar to that is people talk about now like, oh, my God, there's no good quarterbacks anymore. As if there was ever a year when, like, every team had a good quarterback. There's always, like, six good ones and the rest suck. So it's just very odd that we continue to think that the NFL has changed when it really hasn't. It's just this is our turn, the Vikings, to, like, be better than we thought. And we're miserable. Yep. It's the worst thing in the world to us. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fun sport. (sighs) Brutal. Here we are. Yep. Another complaint, I think, uh, because that's what we're here for, um, 
is complaining and not seeing the bright side of things uh, is that the Vikings are really good in a season when the NFC is fucking awesome. So all six teams that get in the playoffs are going to be really good. So even if the best case scenario is the Vikings get a bye and have a home game, right? That's the best case. Mm-hmm. Whoever they play is probably going to be pretty awesome. Right? We already I talked about couple- all the different quarterbacks and all the different... I mean, I just can't imagine even the first game, if we're a one seed, that that, that game being like a... You know, I mean, it, hap- it hap- has happened in prior years where the, the team is like a nine-point favorite or 11-point favorite or whatever. I don't think that's going to happen this mm-hmm. year. No. So there's a I'd like to offer a counterpoint in which I point out once again that every other team in the NFC is garbage. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. then you mean they every all... team in the NFL is garbage. <laughs> right. They're all bad. Agree. They're but all equally kind of kind of bad. And we've but played yeah, them all but, already. Yeah, but the, the uh, AFC is... Worse, it's New England, it Pittsburgh, your Jags, and then three teams. Pick three. <laughs> I think the Titans are like the number four seed. And like <laughs> their quarterback is like the cop who found Steve McNair's body. I mean, it's not <laughs> anybody. It's, it's Marriott is hurt. Who's up next? Oh, well, you I got the playbook. Um, yeah, it was right there next yeah. to him. <laughs> <laughs> not yours. Sorry about that, everybody. That's <laughs> really dark. Uh, My God, sorry. I can't believe you said sorry that. Sorry about that. Jesus, John. God. You're wow. a father. These, these late-night uh, podcasts are dark, Stu. <laughs> Sportive after dark. Yikes. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think anybody from the NFC can go, win, and that it does, include in the Vi- it does include the Vikings, because, you know, without... I mean, Nick Foles shouldn't scare anybody. And... The other four teams besides the Eagles and the Vikings are either teams the Vikings have beat or, you know, had a chance to beat if Matt Khalil would not have been allowed to hold the entire game uh, against Carolina. I did not watch the game, but I have been informed by uh, Internet commenters that the refs absolutely boned the Vikings all day. They did bone the Vikings, too. Completely boned them. I believe it. I don't. I didn't see it either. I absolutely believe that. I didn't see it either. So boned, but they were definitely boned. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be something, Brandon. It's going to be something. Yeah, I mean, it won't be nothing. We all agree on that. Yes, very zen. But the Vikings have three winnable games left, right? So 13-3 and is somewhat. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati got boat raced by Chicago. Last yeah, they're horseshit. Uh, yeah, Green Bay might, maybe who knows? I mean, Rogers allegedly coming back, but they might not even be playing for anything next week. They might be eliminated because they had to win at Carolina, which is actually difficult to do. Um, okay, and okay, and and they're not as good as Minnesota. So, um, and then the Vikings get Chicago at home, and Chicago is terrible. So, so they will thirteen probably, and three is. Thir- they'll uh, twelve and four, definitely thirteen and three. I'd say fifty fifty. So when they when they lose by twenty to Cincinnati, please play that quote back to me the next time we record. I, I'm I'm real worried actually, Stu. All their offensive linemen are hurt. That's been an underrated source of why they've been good this year. Oh yeah, that's... I ten and six is still in play here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, I they almost won last week when the whole offensive line died. And if yeah, Carolina had not been allowed to cheat, they uh, probably would have had a puncher's chance at least. 
So, um, like they've seemed to have been able to adjust to every other bad thing that has happened to them this year. And I would agree that having the whole offensive line die is the worst thing so far. But yeah, it's tragic. Um, defense is still very healthy. Um, Cincinnati again is is shit. So I think they'll probably win like you know twenty three thirteen would be my guess. Something nothing sexy, very Zimmery. And Zimmer's yeah. that that's his former team too. So he's probably still angry at some of them. And I think the main concern for the Vikings is that like Fontaz Perfect doesn't like kill Adam Thielen or something, <laughs> just out of pure anger and spite. And <laughs> that's in play. <laughs> it is totally. That's in probably. Play. That's probably a prop bet. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So well, I'm not. I, I. But yeah, John's concerns are valid. But we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop all year, and I don't. I don't think it's going to happen until the postseason. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. This is going to be interesting for some people. Yeah, I am going to watch the game on Sunday, I think. Nooner? Yeah, Nooner. Um, got a birthday Nooner party Sunday. the day beforehand, but I don't think we have much going on on Sunday. So there you I go. might be able to set some time aside. All right, so you will be our chief NFL correspondent yeah. for the balance of the season. Does that sound good? Yeah, I can at least get the – I can promise you the first half. Piper does have dance at 2 o'clock. So I may have to take her to that, but maybe do some Christmas shopping. You know, uh-huh, go to Fleet uh-huh. Farm. Good, of course. <laughs> go to Home Depot. Get a couple of things. You never know. So. Watch the All Twenty Two later that night. I'll watch the All Twenty Two with Wabi later that night, and uh... <laughs> with Wabi. Yeah, make scouting great again with Wabi. Yep. Yep. So Good we'll see you. how that goes. Good. Well, I think that should wrap up our football chat. I think, so. I think so. I think we did me. good. I think we, we, we gave the people what they wanted. We uh, Our fr- uh, mutual friend, enemy, uh, Rocket, sent John and I a text asking us, since we were recording this week, how we would find a way to shit on the Vikings. John, I think we succeeded. Yep, we're, we're there. We, we Congratulations, us. <laughs> That's great. Do you guys want to talk? Uh, well, I don't want to. I want to talk Wolves, but maybe not right away because Clarence is still here, and I'm expecting him to drop out any minute now. <laughs> How about um, the Twins? You want? Do you want to talk Twins? I I'm excited about this new twin strategy. They've this new administration has shifted from the old administration strategy of paying pitchers who can't pitch next year because they're terrible, and shifted to paying pitchers who can't pitch next year because they're hurt. It's an advancement. It's it's the metrics, the modern the modern metrics, right? Yeah, it seems like the move makes sense. The thing that I'm wondering is, it's kind of an odd place for them to devote their collective energy at this point in the season, in the off season. It's December, a lot of guys out there, and they're like, <laughs> you know what, we should do. We should focus on two years from now. That'll, right. you know, that'll do it. Well, Which is best, a strategy. Yeah, well, their window... Uh, God, I hate sounding like one of those guys. Their window is just opening, Brandon. And they want to, you know, two oh, years uh-huh. down the line, have an arm that's a potential, you know, two or three at the ready. So they can just plug in at $5 million a year, which is not, you know, that's that's very cheap for that slot. 
So yeah. that's the yeah. explanation I've heard from smart people named Aaron Gleeman. And love me some Gleams. It, it you know that. Yeah, I mean, as long as this move isn't being done in a vacuum and it's the only move they make, I uh, I'm fine with it. I guess. Yeah, I'm fine with it for sure. Just like if you were at work and your like printer broke, and you're like, "Hey, uh, office manager, could you fix the printer?" And they go, "Cool. Here's what I'm gonna do first. I'm gonna order a bunch of more reams of paper." <laughs> You'd be like, "Cool. That's great. We for sure need the reams of paper, but you should fix the printer first, and then, you know, it's like the order of it, maybe." Right. No, I'm gonna trade uh, two red ink cartridges for three yellows. It's 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 a move that It'll be you know, good. isn't sexy. It'll be good. It's not sexy, but I got three for two. Because <laughs> if you think about it, the yellow will be super valued in the future mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point, probably because yeah. we bought all of them. Yep. So now, where are they going to get the yellow? That's when they'll call yeah. us. And now, now that our printer is broken, what we're going to do is we're going to sell your computer <laughs> because you can't print anyway. You don't need it. But just think of how that next computer is going to be once we can afford it at Once some point. we get the money for this, which could be a while. And meanwhile, TBD. our competition has traded for Giancarlo Stanton printer. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're kicking the tires on our new Manny Machado. Motherfucker. Just so fucked. So like the, the two best models of printers. Hold on. They've hold got on. them. Back up. Is that a real thing? The Yankees it's, are going to trade for Manny Machado? That is yeah. the buzz, yes. Yeah. Well, he's on the market it's for so, sure. The problem so is they all of a sudden have some sort of a budget, So, which is weird, right? Um, cancel so. the baseball season. Just cancel <laughs> Yeah, I've had enough baseball. So that's the already. East Coast, John. Can we talk January. about the West Coast? Through the you know the Angels, who they barely held off. Um, what what they do? Have they done anything this off season? Angels, yeah, can't. Uh, hmm, <laughs> nothing ringing a bell. Uh, Japanese baby. <laughs> so fucked. Just that guy, so whatever. Just the guy that throws 102. That when I first read about him, I thought it was like an April Fool's spoof article or something. We're so fucked. Like a, the Sid Finch Sports Illustrated, yeah. Yeah. Can't pitch yeah. this year. Got him. We got a middling pitcher for signed up for 2019. <laughs> That's where we're at. Good for a half a year. <laughs> Don't you forget yeah. the first half of 2016. We will always have that first oh, half we're so when he was good for a different team. And he got like one rookie of the year vote back seven years ago now. I want to say seven years ago. Damn it. Yeah. 2012, something like that. <sighs> well, I mean, on it, like I still think that what they're I, I'm I'm a believer. It's just been sort of a tough week because obviously the Yankees and Angels got so much better, and that was not really something that we could afford. Uh, <laughs> hey, I heard, and it's I mean, it's not just the Twins though. I mean, we're talking you know about 24 teams were completely out of this discussion. I mean, it's a very haves versus have-nots thing. It's not just the twins who are suffering this or the twins in activity here. It's yeah, they are everybody, but everybody but four or five teams. It's, Stupid assholes are so good. Yeah. I just yeah, I that's I just want to transition to Clarence calling people to account. Um, is there anyone in baseball that you wanted to call to account, hmm. Clarence? 
or hold accountable. Do we want to talk about uh, how great it is that Derek Jeter is getting his comeuppance? <laughs> hey, I didn't see that coming this offseason, did you? Like, well, I, I didn't. This is the- I didn't think it would. Ha- I mean, how about if five years ago I were to tell you that uh, Derek Jeter would be widely reviled in baseball and everybody <laughs> would be into A Rod nowadays? Isn't that the fucking weirdest thing? It's so great. It's so great. It happened, like, like, where did this come from? This it happened legitimately blue. in like three days. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's do some sort of like Freaky Friday situation. And now I'm great. Everybody loves me. I'm A Rod. I'm fucking fun loving, fantastic, whatever. And then you'd be like the uptight business guy who's just a horseshit general manager. Let's try that one for a while. And they're doing it. It's happening in real life. Ah, oh, wonderful doesn't show up to the winter meetings oh god i love it so is he i just don't understand there's so many things about once guys retire that i don't really understand what they have decided to do with their lives sure this is mm-hmm. one of the more baffling things i've ever seen because mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. sort of an owner but like one percent so he's just like gets to play along is, he gets is, Ke- is kevin McHale? kevin McHale a good uh, reference here. Maybe. Yeah, I, I like that a little bit. Except well, does Jeter Mikhail make was... more or less decisions than Mikhail did? Mikhail ran the GM. I mean, he was the GM. He made the decisions, right? Does Jeter, is he like the guy making the final call? No, Derek shit? Jeter is... is the guy on stage that people throw tomatoes at. He has nothing to do like besides Bear? tomatoes thrown at him. <laughs> like, he, he's not the general manager. He's then why not do people, an owner. I don't... I just see the hatred and I laugh. I don't really dive deep. I don't want to. I don't want to know the reasons because then I might like have empathize, empathy. Yeah, I might no, have empathy no. for. It. Oh, no, no, I don't. I just not here. I don't like. Now I want to find out the details and go. Oh shit! Well, that's stupid. That that's why they hate him. I, just I did the classic hate. thing, just like you. I read just enough to confirm my personal biases, <laughs> and then I stopped reading at that point. <laughs> yep. So what I read, and this was like, you know, I scanned it. I scanned it for the mm-hmm. good stuff that he bought in as a partial owner, but he's like right. 2% or 3% owner. Uh, he doesn't have really any decision-making rights. I think he basically bought enough where he gets to sit in the suite. Like that's then why are they yelling at him about the Stanton trade? Why should but he's he... like the public face okay. of the organization, and there's a guy behind the scenes calling the shots that's like, hey, man, cut payroll by... 80 million of the whatever 130 million it was last year. So he just has to go and do his dirty work, I think. It's it's really fun to watch. I I actually recommend anybody just reading articles for the stuff you want to see. Life's way better this way. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Does, why would he sign up to be the face of the Miami Marlins? Like what? That's <laughs> the worst. Terrible. Team. Terrible idea. You know what's coming. It was, shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, how many teams, if you were going to be in that situation, how many worst teams are there in the major leagues? There aren't a whole lot, right? No, no, that's the worst. It's got to be the worst. What about Oakland? Mm, But at least they are, I would say, respected. Yeah, they're under they're they're plucky underdogs, whereas the Marlins have always been known as just these shitty grifters. That's right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> That's the best description for the Marlins franchise ever. <laughs> oh man! I mean, even like teams that no one even remembers are in the league, like the Padres. At least you've got that anonymity going for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. No, yeah. He's you like, how the, can I become a villain as soon as humanly possible? Zone. No problems. Yeah, he couldn't. Honestly, he could not have become. A, a villain faster if he tried. You know, short no. of breaking the law or whatever. In, like, legal baseball terms, there is no faster way for him to do what he did than what he actually legitimately just did. To sign up to be the face of the Marlins. <laughs> As they do a teardown. And they have an MVP. I'm going to get rid of him immediately. All right, they just... you're on stage. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, here's a microphone. It's when Homer... It... When Homer does his stand-up comedy routine, I don't know if you remember that, but it's the exact same thing. Where right before he goes on, they say the guy gets on the the mic and he says the, the MC gets on the mic and he says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, a a dog, um, not unlike Lassie, has just been run over and killed." In the parking lot. And now for no. the comedic stylings of Homer Simpson. <laughs> and Homer hops on stage and says, Are you ready to laugh? And the whole crowd just stares at him. Not unlike Lassie. <laughs> Not unlike Lassie. <laughs> and then he says it again. Are you ready to laugh? And some woman says, Get off the stage, you horrible man. <laughs> and then that's it. That's Derek Jeter. Yeah, that's Jeet. That's old Jeets. Man, that's that is what just was shocking. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I mean, he could have been what, like some sort of like assistant general manager for the Yankees in perpetuity, just forever. Could have been a this bench coach. If he could just okay, okay, oh, so we all know the ex athletes need that competitive fix, right? Sometimes he he the could juices. own. Some minor league team just bought them outright and go manage them and do fuck. He could, you know, put on the clown wig and go be, uh, you know, the third base coach. Nobody would give a shit. And he could, he he could rename pits. the team the Jeters. The yes. Jeets. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> like, hell yeah. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah, yep. Jeets. This cal- yeah, Jeets. <laughs> calm eye, the, the St. Petersburg calm eyes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Sarasota jump throws. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, and then he did that. But instead, are you ready to laugh? <laughs> <laughs>
So, Clarence, you uh, call the Twins uh, front office the boy geniuses. I do, yep. What percent today, December, hold on a second, let me consult my watch, December 13, 2017, what percent of that is serious versus uh, sarcastic? It I would is. go sarcastic first, then serious. What percent is, is it? Is it a hundred and zero right now? Is it no, all sarcastic? It is ninety nine point seven percent sarcasm, point three percent seriousness. Okay, so you're at point three percent seriousness. How much mm-hmm. has that? What have you? What's the highest seriousness that percentage has been so far? Point three, right now. It's, it's leveled off. It's always been right here. <laughs> Still, yeah. 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 All right. So you, so you, it's safe to say you're going to need to see a little bit more from these guys. No, I, I yeah, I, I have. I'm not criticizing them. I'm giving them time. I have not. I have nothing against them. I really don't. I think they could be great. I don't. I don't know. I'm just being sarcastic when I call them boy geniuses. I don't hate them or think that it was a bad decision to hire them. I think it was a good decision. Um. Would you say that you're just asking questions, Clint? I would. I'd say I'm just asking questions. And I it does get me a little going that people just hold them in this. Uh, they're almost infallible in a sense. Um, if you make a decision based on analytics, then you're no longer held accountable for that decision. That kind of stuff drives me crazy. It's great. Use as much information as you can to make an informed decision. That's awesome. I love that more than the old gut feel, you know, gritty Oh, we're just going to scout this thing to death. Now, I like where the, the team is going, but uh, it doesn't mean they're um, above reproach. Yeah, it doesn't erase the notions of right and wrong. No, it, no, it doesn't, especially as almost every team in the league is moving towards this more. So there's, there's no more dinosaurs than your analytics better keep up. It actually, you have to put it in hyperspeed. But you say yeah, that, but the, the Tigers just hired Ron Gardenhire, so there's at least one team in there. That's why I don't say all. That's why I couched it with right. almost. Yeah. I don't know if there's you guys, I feel like I reference him fairly often, but Will Leach, one of my favorite baseball writers, uh, wrote an article this past week kind of about this subject of uh, that people don't criticize the front their front office as much as they used to. And there was some sort of poll recently, I don't remember where it was, where they just essentially ask fans, like, how do you feel about the job your front office is doing? And 25 teams, uh, their fans said they're doing a really good job. So almost every, there was only five teams. The Tigers were one of them, <laughs> and the Reds were another, and the Phillies, and a couple others. But everyone else was like, no, they're, they're really good. But that is so different from 10 years ago, or 15, or 25 mm-hmm. years ago, where they were all fucking idiots. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably correct, but... Mm-hmm. The number of games won and lost has not changed over that time. The, no. the point of the no. game, the amount of losing teams, winning teams, etc. But Math for some reason, it's just so. There's has, there's going to be an adjustment here at some point. You know, one of them was the if you remember the the Moneyball thing obviously started with the uh, with the A's, but then kind of on their heels was the Blue Jays. They hired like the G the whatever I it might be actually what Gleeman's doing now like a baseball prospectus writer to be their GM. This was like 15 mm-hmm. years ago, and this dude was a terrible GM. He was a he was a jerk to the media. I forget yeah. his last Richardi or something, but he got this hugely long leash from fans and writers and everybody else. Of like, well, he must he must know what he's doing. He's fucking knows uh, math equations. 
He's got to be. That's my point. That's my point. Yes. So there's going to be yeah. an adjustment here at some point when some team is like, yeah, we're into it. We understand these shifts and platoons and blah, blah, blah. Where the fans, right now, they're all giving them all a pass. They hear that sort of stuff. They go, well, that's way better than the pass regime did. These guys must be smart. But pretty mm-hmm. soon it's going to be like, okay, I'm glad you do that. That's not good enough. It's You're all still relative to the other GMs in the league. Right. It's not relative to the past guy. That doesn't mean jack shit. You may That's be way smarter than the now, previous GM. Yeah. You need to be way smarter than the other GMs in the league. So don't. That's the key is not judging the GM based on the old GM. Yeah, yeah. Based them based on the rest of the league. Judge them yeah. based on the rest of the league. It's super interesting. So yeah, we'll see that when sense. that correction comes. And the hard thing is there's probably... You know, the the GMs of these, like, super smart, analytical, math-focused, blah, 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 they don't give away any of their secrets. No. So they, it's not like they can explain to fans, like, hey, here's no. why we're doing these things, because they, they mm-hmm. legitimately cannot do them. They're, like, market trade, you know, mm-hmm. uh, differentiators, whatever you want to call them. So it's just going to be weird in, like, let's say 10 years from now. We'll all be still getting together, of course. We'll be on year mm-hmm. 17 of this podcast. Uh, we'll, I I will be interested to see how the fan like approach is to uh, to the professional teams, and that was just about baseball. I'm guessing it's very similar in um, at least in basketball too, but I don't really know about football or hockey. But uh, I don't know. It was it struck me as really interesting because I feel like again you're 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 right that we give the boy geniuses a pass because they are smarter than Terry Ryan. It's like well, sure, everyone is. Well, I I think on behalf of the rest of you guys, I can make one promise to our listeners, and that is that no matter the sport, no matter the team, we will never think the front office is doing a good job. No, never, ever. No. Absolutely. No. During the parade route, we will be... That's an ugly After 231 episodes of this podcast, all of which have criticized multiple front offices in town... The parade's going down Hennepin West? What the fuck are they? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> the fucking stupid parade route. Yeah. They knew the wind was heading right in our faces that way. <laughs> yeah. Check the fucking forecast, idiots. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking Brickman. Didn't they watch Brickman? Yeah. Where are we on that one, dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's our, that is our solemn promise as the perpetual winners of best podcast to the city pages that is our <laughs> promise and our commitment to our rabid listeners oh you're gearing goddamn to vikings could turn into a dynasty and i'd be like well i don't know. like i like the 49ers dynasty better yeah, i mean remember Steve let's all just let's guy. all just come to terms that this vikings dynasty, the dynasty you can set your watch by kind of an <laughs> ass dynasty um, to, ball, to be honest it's just not as good rice not montana fucking lately taylor yeah that's no that's a dynasty this this four Super Bowls in a row, the Vikings went. Eh, they did it eh, first. It's copycat eh, league, you know. Eh, yeah, yeah. It's try something new. Oh boy. Um, um, speaking of victory parades that uh, we would criticize, do you think if the Timberwolves were to have one, Thibodeau would like make the Timberwolves pull the floats <laughs> just so they would <laughs> get the work? Like draft horses. <laughs> yep. But it's an actual sleigh. There's, just there's not even any snow. There's not even any ice or snow. This is impossible. Why is Go. Tyus Jones is pushing the convertible of Thibodeau? <laughs> Did it run out of gas? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thibodeau's sitting in the front seat, gunning it in reverse as Tyus is pushing it. Why is he throwing their championship rings at their eyes? That's mean. Oh, man. I don't even know. So, to... uh, so yeah. Well, I think we need to start with Clarence call into account basketball version. Clarence, who would you like to call into account? Hmm. Where to start? Do I start with Sam Hinkie? Do I start with just asking questions about Thibodeau? Mm-hmm. Um, so much. So much to get off your chest. Mm-hmm. I am not looking forward to this. No, it's okay. I, You know... Let's let's get, just go. Let's keep it local. Let's go with Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, apology. Your thoughts? Well, it's not looking great. It's not looking great for the Thibodeau era, but it's not looking terrible. I mean, they are good. They're a good team, which is a very weird thing for us to complain about. And I feel terrible uh, and very entitled. But uh, they're not basketball. John and I have talked about this. We don't watch basketball for, like, victories or to win the championship at all. It's purely for, like, enjoyment, aesthetic purposes. That's the that's the beginning and end goal of all Wolves fans. And uh, they're kind of boring to watch, and I feel like they're all going to die of exhaustion soon. And, uh, yeah, it's been a weird one. I mean, I say that. I remember four years ago when they were, like, 13 and 68 or some insane thing that was terrible that was so much worse than this so small violin for the for wolves fans who are complaining about this season but uh yeah i don't know and here's the thing that's that's annoying is tibbs is supposedly a defensive genius which is fine but i don't know if any of you clarence i i'm not gonna um, expect you to have any uh insight here but I don't know if any of you have watched games recently. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is maybe the most clueless defensive player I've ever watched <laughs> on any basketball court, including like my my twelve year old nephew's team. Did you see how is, the the gift? How is he getting the, worse? I, I, that's, <laughs> how can you? that's my question. He came into the league, and the one question everyone had about him was, "Well, I don't know about his defensive instincts. They're just not. They're not great." And he needs, if he works with Tibbs, I, I, I feel like he's going to learn something. And in, instead of learning something, like he's forgetting how, to position, how to position <laughs> yeah. his body or, yeah. you know, any sort of defensive intelligence, he's forgetting how to basketball. Yes. He's, he's just jumping he, randomly. Every day he forgets something new. He's got basketball Alzheimer's. He's like, he's like he's being controlled by someone with a video game controller who's also trying to order a pizza over the phone while they're playing. It just it's impossible to understand what he's even doing. There's uh there was a great article in the Onion this past week uh that said something and I don't I don't remember the headline at all, but it said something about like democratic plant Roy Moore unsure what else he can do to ruin his candidacy, right? It was just like a very funny thing. And I feel the same way about Towns. Like, are you, are you, like, are you betting against yourself? Is there some? <laughs> it, it seems so obvious that what he's doing. It looks like he's joking out there sometimes. Did you see the clip last night where Joel Embiid sort of started running at him and Towns instead of, yeah. you know, generally you or I, legitimately, if we were on the basketball court, we would probably just sort of stand there and put our arms up or something. He just 
ran at him and jumped in the air <laughs> like he was going to try to put out a fire. <laughs> and B just sort of like stepped to the side like six inches and he just blew right by him and had a wide open layup. And I was like, you have, you're betting against the Wolves this game. There's no possible explanation for you to have done that. So I don't know. You can blame Tibbs and that'd be fine to me. But I also think it might be just Towns being so clueless. I don't know. It's very weird. Anyway, is that a good enough apology for you, Clarence? Uh, well, I didn't actually hear an actual apology, so no. Right. It's probably it's not. I think a key to an apology would be yeah. actual, the actual apology. I, I didn't think that was suffice. Uh, is there a chance? Let me ask this. Is there a chance that Towns... Um, Senses and Townsend Wiggins and, and others, not not Butler, but everybody else, that they sense Tibbs is on the hot seat. Uh, they don't like Tibbs, and because his defense and the things he's doing on the court is so explain, unexplainable, you're watching him going, why would you jump straight up in the air? That makes zero sense. Yeah. That yeah. they are... That it's sabotage. Ooh, sabotage. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious. Sure you are. Yeah. Yeah. Is it You're sabotage? You're just asking questions. All I'm doing is asking questions. But it, it's he wouldn't be the first professional athlete or NBA. I was going to say NBA player, but it could apply to any sport. Yeah. I think in the NBA, just because one player can have such a profound impact versus most other sports, one player can't sabotage a team yep. but an N- NBA one or two can can, can sabotage a season mm-hmm. um, could that be it it could be it so one thing that's interesting to me is Towns' minutes are actually not even close to as as, as uh, bad as last year and they're not you know he's like 20 something in the league so they're, his his minutes are a little bit more manageable I would think than Butler well, no, let me, and, I just read a stat just now maybe an hour ago about Carl Anthony Towns that he has run because they they track movement on the court. Yep. Did you see this statistic? That uh, he's run five miles more than the next closest player. Five miles more than the next closest player. Yeah. Is that possible? Uh, I can see that he like runs to the three point line and realizes his guy is actually near the basket, so he has to <laughs> run to the basket again, and then they pass it out to the other guy at the three point line. And he's like, oh. Look, that was actually my guy. Supposed to run back the three point line, and yeah, I can totally see that. Um, yeah, I don't know I what to that, make of that. I wish that stat was more like Carl Anthony Towns has jumped forty percent more than any other player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His feet Why are not he, on the court. Why is he jumping so much? Stop He's jumping. jumping right now. He went back oh, to the locker it. room during a timeout and he jumped for yeah. a while. Carl Anthony Towns has run five more miles. Yep. 63 in total this season than the next closest NBA player, Andre Drummond, 58. It is interesting that it, those are both bigs because I would expect a uh, point guard would be running way more than those guys. What is going on? In, I don't watch the NBA. What, it doesn't seem like, yeah, what are you people doing? Why are your biggest guys running yeah, 68 miles? really weird. That is very weird. Um, so... A lot of the new guys, the the nerds, if you will, 
talk about rest constantly, how important rest is and whatever else. Jim Peterson, who I think is brilliant, I think he's, you know, he's one of the best basketball minds, is actually on the other side of all this. And he posted, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, he posted a bunch of um, screenshots of superstars that around the league that we don't, you know, we, we don't really think much of like how are Russell Westbrook's minutes or how, how were LeBron's minutes five years ago or Duncan's or whatever. And he posted all of them and he's like, those guys were playing way more than these guys are playing now. So he was like, you know, B jelly's been hurt. They should have another guy in the rotation, but Muhammad's been so bad. Tibbs is trying to win games. I can see his point of view. Um, for sure. And he's like, these guys are playing a lot of minutes because they're superstars. If you look at every superstar in the league, they all play a crazy amount of minutes. Um, but on the other hand, I just don't think it's necessarily fair to compare Duncan 15 years ago to the game now. It's just, it's, it's an entirely different game. So I don't really know where I fall on this. I, maybe I'm not as hardcore concerned about the minutes as, um, the standard wolves fan, but uh, I'm mostly concerned that they're not that fun to watch. I'm just kind of a baby about it. And I want to see Tyus play more because I love him. That's where my priorities are at right now. And they've lost a bunch of games that they should have won. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Speaking as a Timberwolves fan from way back, it's a bad thing. What do you mean you don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing? They've lost games they should have won. How would that be a good thing? Well, I, necess- I guess I should say, like, even their losses have been, like, relatively close. And, you know, a few bounces here or there could have turned into something else. So they're, like, in every game. And honestly, five years ago, or whenever it was, uh, eight years ago, I just remember thinking that, I, and I'm like relatively new to to caring about hoops. Like I didn't really watch hardly any of the Kevin Garnett area. I just didn't really watch basketball. I'm a newbie. And so when I started watching, and it was like the Kurt Rambis era, and I just was like uh, on like my wife had to take away my shoelaces and belts from me because it was suicidal. Like what am I? Why am I watching this sport? I was like, all I want is a team that's like in most games so I can like watch them and not have to turn the game off after like three minutes into the second quarter and they're down by 27 points or whatever. Like just be in games and be relatively competitive. I like basketball. Just I just like basketball. So uh, that's all I really want from a team. So I understand that like I'm becoming a, an entitled fan. Um, but I don't know. So I guess I'm just saying like it's obviously a bad thing that they don't win all these close games, but then again, I can't really expect them to win like 10 games in a row. Like they're going to lose some games here and there. So I don't know. Stu, do you watch them at all? Uh, hit and miss. I mean, it's like you said, it's just frustrating that they're getting into these games. Like the 76ers game is a prime example where it looks like they're, gonna pull this one out and then like Timberwolves team's time immemorial yeah. <laughs> grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep, they did it. And it's just and again they're 16 and 12 which is not bad in the Western Conference. I think it's like middle of the pack playoff wise. Yeah four seed, um, five seed, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah I mean see so yeah, it's like that but just you, you see that 
where you say like you know a couple bounces here and there, or maybe just a coach who isn't just a complete screaming maniac. Yeah, um, he does not make it better. Be, I, I don't see what the yelling is doing <laughs> to improve the team. Yeah, um, no, just it's. I mean, I've seen the great Santini enough to know that yelling isn't yeah helpful necessarily. It's just, or at least if it's not, you know, part of another overall coaching thing. And I just, I just, I don't know. I'm not throwing the towel in on the Thibs era, but, man, I just, I'm confused, Brandon. Yeah. And I know John's even, John's even more confused, but I'm confused. It would be good if he relaxed. I think we would, we would all enjoy the Wolves way more if he just... Toned her down a notch, and they say that he has this year compared to last year. I, I can't imagine how rabid he must have been last year. I also wanted to point out uh, things that seemed insane a couple years ago that are coming true now. If I would have told you three years ago when my guy Sam Hinkie drafted Joel Embiid, my favorite college player at the time, uh, that in a few years. Uh, Embiid would be like an unbelievable superstar, like a top 10 player in the entire league, who has now, like a wrestling character, has nicknamed himself The Process and has goaded fans into chanting, trust the process, and wearing t-shirts that said, Sam Hinkie died for our sins. You wouldn't have believed any of this, and it's actually happening in real life. And I just wanted to point that out while Clarence was here. Like, I know, I know, I know, you don't have to tell me. Joel Embiid will be dead by the time this thing is uploaded. He will be dead. But, <laughs> but, these 40 or so games of him being healthy have been some of the best times of my entire adult life. So, Clarence, I have to ask you, how, can you apologize to me? <laughs> clear the floor, clear the floor. Everybody, silence, please. Phones off, phones on vibrate. So the Sixers are now good years after Sam Hinkie has been out of the picture. That's what it took. And I'm supposed to apologize to you. Yeah, I mean, supposed to. As, I, as, I, though, as though, like, Obama is apologizing to Bush for the roaring economy. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Well, no, it's not that. It's not that. You don't so, need to. It's just I feel like if you're a, you know. Like. The boy geniuses are going to apologize to Terry Ryan for making the playoffs last year. Well, I mean... Or even Bill Smith. Maybe you love Bill Smith. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe that's what you're saying. No. Nope. Not Bill Smith. The, this is about Sam Hinkie drafting... What? Uh, Why not? There's guys that were keys to the Twins' success last season that were... Because of Bill Smith. Couple guys here and there. Couple guys here and there. That's a team effort. This is all about Sam Hinkie. One hundred percent. Except for the bad things. Except for the bad things that happen. That's the new guy. That's fucking that's on him. Hmm. But all the good okay. stuff. That's a Sam I, deal. Look, game respect I I appreciate the picking and the choosing. Uh huh. I respect it. <laughs> Yeah, game I recognize I, game more than anything. I recognize it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. see it when yeah. I yeah. I go. Oh, see, I see what the movie's pulling. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like a 
like a chess guy. Like, oh, that's the old Borchowski move. Yeah, Let's I see, recognize what he's right. up to. I saw that in that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Good. But, yeah, Good the apology. Yeah, yeah, you're going to shove it. Right up my, your ass. Up my butt. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Up, up the old butt. All right. Well, uh, real quickly, we should. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here. I don't think we mm-hmm. want to talk about the uh, RIP Gopher Hoops. That's over. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, for, was, we had a good run. Fun like for a week couple and a half. weeks. Yeah. Yep. Good, good 10, 11 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're terrible. Um, uh, Puck Talk, are the Wild better yet? No. Do we? Do we care about him yet? No. No. Uh, no. Nothing at all, huh? No. no. We don't. They won last night, but, you know. It's. it's Doobie is, might right be now. hurt. He had an MRI today. We don't know what the what the uh, status of that is yet. Bopre's kid had to suit up. I mean, who the fuck did I? That's, that's great. I think we're. That's legitimately. Yeah, well, that's cool. the best yeah. thing that's happened to the team this year, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Yeah. Um, I think we're on the downward end of this uh, bell curve. I think we already saw the top of the mountain for the Wilds. Yikes! Uh, success. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. that's my concern. Yeah. Is there any uh, lighting in a bottle situation? Some crazy no, young no, guy. I don't see. I don't see who that would be. The keys can't. I don't know. There's that Russia guy that would be like amazing, but I, they can't. Get him over here, and I don't care enough to dive into the details on how to get him here. Like, what's the holdup? Let's go. He's apparently amazing. So if he's so amazing, get him over here. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, now. Clock's boom, boom. ticking. Yep, yep. And nobody seems to give a shit. So Coonan's not the answer. He's like 19, and he doesn't impress me anyways. And that's it. I think we're on the down end of the bell curve. I don't think it was ever going to be a jarring precipitous drop off it was going to be like this when they dropped off it was going to be like just a just a slow drop into a little bit worse yeah I think we're on I hope I hope I'm wrong well I'm sorry your stepdad's just having a just he's just struggling right now yeah no it was a good couple years we had yeah scrapping Um, yeah you bought the four wheeler it's a good time. The side by side too, yeah. the razor ones, not the well, good one. Handlebar yeah. ones, the ones the steering wheel. Yeah. All of a sudden some guys show up, it's been repossessed. <laughs> not the whole house. The house you still have the house. Just you know, I had to sell the pool table. Craigslist, six fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Paid twenty five hundred for it and then you know, six fifty. Well, and you got a used bumper pool. Which is cool. I'm not you know It's fine. It's fine. It passes the time. Craig, it's fine. I don't call him dad. I call him Craig. Craig, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but it's bumper pool. I don't know. Yeah, the guys come over. It's not as cool. He says he's going to work in the morning. Then, like you know, if you go out for lunch and you see him just sitting at McDonald's, <laughs> just sitting at McDonald's, staring, <laughs> drinking a coffee. Yep, staring out, staring, staring at the newspaper. Uh, Craig. So yeah, Craig's it's a, it's been a rough it's been a rough patch for Craig. He's making it work. He's he's you know, he's just scrapping a bit. He's scrapping. Yeah. He's scuffling right now. He's scuffling. He's scuffling. Yeah. Yep. Well, all the best to Craig. All my best. Yep. He's trying. Uh all right. That's enough sports for me. Do you guys want to talk uh dad life? Let's do it. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, fired up. John uh and 
I guess I'm curious about all of you guys. Uh, do you enjoy the Christmas season as a dad and a human being? Is this like is this good for you? This upcoming. Well, my- my daughter is still too young to understand what Christmas is, so I don't know that fatherhood is yet to affect the Christmas season. But you think that fatherhood might make Christmas better? Well, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, right. I Could guess I'll get, I, I'll get to enjoy seeing when... When my daughter gets old enough to experience Christmas the way that I remember experiencing it myself as a kid, I get, I'll get to really relive it that, in that way. Just and screaming at college football losses? Yeah, exactly. Like that? <laughs> watching my, watching second-tier bowl games and yelling at players I've never heard of before and never heard of. It's the Marthaler family tradition. <laughs> Every year we watch, we watch the Blue-Gray game and the East-West Shrine game on Christmas Day. Meineke Car Care Bowl. Yeah, we holler at guys who went to Virginia Tech <laughs> for screwing right. up the West or possibly the East. I never figured out which team I was supposed to be cheering for, but well, I hope that fatherhood and your kid growing older will help you appreciate Christmas more. For me personally, I think it's made it worse somehow. Really? Why? But well, uh, oh, it's definitely made it worse. I mean, it's right. just, it's more stress. It's more, I mean, I'm not going to, we're not going to be the uh, one millionth podcast of dads complaining about the elf on the shelf tradition, but just so you know, John, it's fucking horrible. And that's just <laughs> one of the horrible things going on. And I think just generally speaking, uh, I'll just speak for myself here, but like my kids have what they need. They don't need this, all these right. other toys and things like, all I do is sit there and watch them and be like, well, I'm going to be throwing that thing away in three weeks. I'm going to be throwing that thing away in six weeks, and that thing's going to be broken by noon. And, uh, you know, kids don't handle and – I, and I say this. I remember even when I was a, a kid that wasn't overly spoiled. They don't handle this season graciously. They yeah. all become monsters. Right. And so that's a bummer. They just – you know, I – I just remember, and I feel this is like one of my most, like, I just feel terrible about this growing up. My grandpa was, always took me out for like a Toys for Tots night every year, you know. He'd take me out shopping and we'd pick out stuff for kids or whatever. And every year I would be like the worst person ever because I'd be like, well, these are cool, but I want these for myself. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 we are shopping for brother kids i was like yeah yeah, yeah. i totally get that but just fyi if you're looking to like come back to this store to buy stuff for me i'm gonna hide this thing over here and then you can come back and get it for me wink wink and he's like no asshole that's not what we're here for and so and again i was like a nice unspoiled kid uh but my kids are little jerks so it it's that to me makes christmas uh just harder, harder to deal with. So, Clarence, you're saying that you agree that being a dad makes it makes Christmas worse, not better. Now that I'm a dad, Christmas means that I have more work to do with no appreciable benefit to myself. Oh no! So I'm nope. not afraid of work. I, that doesn't bother me. I work, work my whole life. But with, with that, when you work harder, what comes with that? 
either more money or the opportunity to make more money, right? That's the or whole a sense of a job well or, done, and you know, you, you woodwork and you make yourself a rocking chair, and then you get that, to sit yes. in it. Yes, some okay. Now there's something tangible that I've gained. No, this is more work that actually is then also costing me money. Yeah, costing me money, and the benefit is not mine in any way. And like you said, the kids already have everything they already need. Um, do I like putting fucking lights up on the house? No, it doesn't. What's that's extra work for me that has zero appreciable benefit to me. I don't. It means zero. It don't doesn't make me happier, or it doesn't make me sadder. But it doesn't make it means nothing. Yeah, putting out figurines out in the yard and shit. Yeah. Do you ever oh, get the no, thing? And I, I love this thing. Is so Danielle will do the same stuff, and I mean, like this is. I mean, our kids are six and three. They don't give a shit. Why do we have to do all, put all this stuff in the front yard? She's like, doesn't it make you happy when you come home at night after work and you turn around the corner and you see our house with the lights lit up? Doesn't that like fuck? No, are you nuts? No. <laughs> doesn't just do shit for me. This I had to put those up. Yeah. The, clock, the fucking electric meter's ticking. Yeah. I'm that dad. That's me. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. All right, that bill. Just put um, a little spring in your step when you get home from after a hard day's work if your whole fucking house is lighting up the neighborhood. Isn't that... No. Yeah. It's going to have to take it down on January 8th when it's 40 below. Yeah. Wind's howling. Yeah. That's, that's usually when the, the, when, the, when the electric bill comes is usually that day. And, uh, oh, same day. That, that, that's an extra $75. That's great. Yeah. Good. Great. No, it's not worth it. But uh, I got the tie. But I got a tie. Yeah. <laughs> got a tie. We're one every six years. So <laughs> that's good. Hope, hope someone's dying here soon. Get bet- I mean, we better. Tie. Oh Jesus, uh, Stu! Stu, come on! Can you help us out here? Is there anything good? Are we just curmudgeons? I know I am. But... Uh, you know, not the kid. My kids are older. Um, it's I miss shopping for toys that I couldn't afford, and you know, <laughs> would have to put on credit and pay back. You know, six to twelve months <laughs> right. afterwards. Yes, yeah. uh, and I miss that. I don't. I don't know. What, it's probably a passage of time. Me growing soft in my old age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I do. I. I'm think I'm. My heart grew three sizes that day. Is what I'm <laughs> trying to get at. I. I don't know. I just. I, I am on board with all the it's it's a lot of work for a little payback but uh shit man I it's I it, I miss it now that it's gone I miss it that I'm not doing that anymore or as much of it anymore we still had the tree we had the fake tree which again Clarence I'm sorry about that you um, Catholic but, you know, motherfucker you're gonna guilt me into this aren't you <laughs> yeah you know he knows exactly what he's doing this is not his first rodeo bitch God. Just playing you like a it's fiddle. Just, God, you did. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to give an honest answer here, and I, it's, I miss it now that it's gone, and that's about all I can offer. 
Well, you know, I just we're assholes, Brandon. No, apparently we're just we're assholes. You know, I I I just wish it could be like a smaller thing. I wish it could just be like the tradition is like taking a few days off of work and like making cookies with your family and listening to the music and that's it. And like sounds like a lot of work already too. (laughs) I think I'm out. Uh, The cookie. I got a cookie sheets and put them in the dishwasher. You had me on taking a couple days off of work and then... The drinking, you just drink like whiskey and uh, listen to the John Denver Christmas album. I'm out. Shit. Where do you get this shit? Have I ever said I like John Denver? What are you talking about? I got a DM from a listener today. 230 episodes and you still don't know... Here's the thing. John Denver. I got a DM from a listener this morning. I think his name's Greg. Shout out to Greg. Uh, said, you, hey, Greg. you guys talk about music, and you have mentioned in a past podcast some Christmas music that's better than the shitty Christmas music that's on the radio. And can you send me a playlist? So, of course, I uh, emailed our chief music correspondent, Stu, and he had a playlist, of course, uh, that we sent on to our, to our uh, listener and friend, Greg. And one of the songs on there, I just was sort of scrolling through and looking for the songs that I knew and, you know, what else does he have that I hadn't thought of. I'm pretty sure there was a John Denver song on there at some point. There so is, I yeah. just, that was the first please thing. Please, Daddy. I, yeah, please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where it's I classic. came up with John Denver. And he's the country guy, and I know that you like country, so fuck, I screwed up. The uh, 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 Randy Travis Country <laughs> no, Christmas you're album. Here right. we go. Back in. You're back. <laughs> you're back. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you're wearing a robe all day and some pajama pants no, and you're just relaxing. Eggnog. you're goddamn. Why do I keep... Making I had the sale. Me. I should have stopped selling. <laughs> yeah, don't. When you get it sold, stop talking. Uh, it. Yeah. Um, I just wish it could be less complicated and less stressful and less... Like, mm-hmm. There's just... I have tried for years with my family to, like, stop doing gifts or a $10 no. limit or no. something. Even if you, I, I get the, the idea of giving gifts to thoughtful things or whatever, but like set us a limit on it, something. And uh, it's just like, it's, you can't conquer it. It's too big. You can't solve it. And so that's, that part's frustrating to me, especially with little kids, six year olds and three year olds are nightmares. They're nightmare monster human beings when they have gifts in front of them. Mm-hmm. They can't appreciate it. They can't whatever. No. So, Ugh. So, John, best of luck to you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. John, are you still awake? Okay, you are still awake. Good. Yeah, I'm just trying to feel worse about Christmas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope that we took all of the wind out of your sails. Yep, there we go. That's, that's the, uh, I guess that's really kind of the whole point of this podcast, isn't it? From the beginning? Just taking Take wind, the wind out of, out of each other's sails. It started out with us making sure that we committed to our listeners that we will not feel happy about any team, nope. no matter what happens. Mm-mm. Never, ever. The Vikings are great, and our first question was, how will this come back? And I think I'm quoting you now, but fuck us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's our brand. You got to stand brand. Uh, any uh, parting? You are what your record says it is. <laughs> yeah. Any parting shots, words of wisdom from anybody? Uh, shout out to the number one hockey team in the country, college. Uh, 
Go Huskies woo. Go Huskies woo. Number one, I didn't know that. Yeah. When's the banner raising yeah. ceremony for that? <laughs> um, we actually like to have them in concert with Lucia's preseason champion banners. Sorry, that's 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 my go-to joke for that. It's hackneyed. No, I'm it's sorry. Good. But it makes no sense because the Gophers have actual championship banners hanging up. Ooh, yeah, I like the past too, John. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't oh, even make boy. any sense. It doesn't. They won a championship last year. It was in the Big Ten, so it doesn't count. But oh, Oh, that okay. So I know the women are really good. So I was like, I was shocked for a second. What I wish more than anything, when it comes to the Big Ten hockey championship banners, is that they had a picture. I I will crudely draw them a picture of something doing something. To Barry Alvarez, and they can put that on the banner, <laughs> and then I'll be Barry Alvarez happy. getting sodomized by a seventy-eight Buick Regal, yeah, or exactly. something like that. Something like that. <laughs> that's too long of a title, but I know that that's what we all just thought of right when he said that. Line. Crude Microsoft, crude Microsoft paint drawing. Then I'm on board. Then I love Big Ten hockey. Yeah. Uh, wow. So then the answer, if any good parting wisdom, is a no, then. Nope. No. Nope. Um, I do think, I think we're probably not going to have a show next week because of the holidays, so uh, obviously a Merry <laughs> Christmas. Happy Hanukkah this, to our... This is a real departure from to, our guess, usual To Matt Brickman, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our only Jewish listener. <laughs> we may, I mean, maybe, um, you know. We might be able to come up with something next week, don't you think? I mean, there's off days. Yeah. No one's Maybe. working as much. I offered to drive down legitimately to Cannon Falls last night to see Clarence, and he still gave me the Heisman. So that's probably not happening. But some other sort of thing could be happening soon <laughs> at some point. So, uh, uh, Anyway, happy Honda days to those who celebrate. Happy Toyota Thon to yeah. those who celebrate. Happy, happy Toyota Truck Month. To the- happy Lexus December to remember. <laughs> uh, Chevy Employee Savings Week. That's a big one. So, uh, happy midwinter solstice, all you fucking hippies out there. Um, enjoy your moon fest or whatever it's called. That sounds right. That checks out. Yeah. All right, we're coming up on an hour twenty supersize version. Let's uh, let's all say goodnight. Think we can call it. Okay. Good night. Bye. Press stop. Bye. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.